This is Brandon Hayes with Anthony Dinar, and today we watched I Woke Up Pregnant, a movie from 1996. This movie should have been called Knocked Out, Knocked Up. <laughs> it was also known as Crimes of Silence, but I think She Woke Up Pregnant is a much better title. Yeah, that what a terrible idea. That whoever thought of that, like that that's that's dumb. Well, when you look it up on IMDb, you even see the poster for Crimes of Silence instead of the other one. But anyway, uh, movie starts off. We're introduced to Connie and Tom. Connie's a teacher, and Tom's a construction worker. Yeah, he's like a he's not just like a drywall guy, but he he obviously like knows carpentry and a bunch of other stuff. So uh, late at night, Connie's having nightmares, reoccurring nightmares. She keeps dreaming of being attacked by this masked rapist who says, trust me, this won't hurt a bit. Yeah. It's like and his like catchphrase. A, in a Darth Vader like voice. <laughs> Was it Darth Vader? <laughs> well, it's it's just it's all like masked, even though it's not like a horror mask. It's like a surgical mask. So Connie's suffering from just sickness every morning, like morning sickness, but she doesn't call it that. She doesn't know what's wrong with her. She goes to the doctor and she finds out that she's pregnant. So right away, Tom's pissed because he had a vasectomy a while ago. And he says, the doctor told me my vasectomy would be 99.9% .9 effective. How is this possible? <laughs> it's like, because maybe you're the 0.1% well, that the doctor warned you about. That's totally like a liability thing. That's their way of saying it's 100% effective. But they don't want to get sued, so they say that 99.9% .9 bullshit, um, but I'd be pissed. No, like, he's in the right. Like, I, I'm i shooting blanks here, and um, we find out that he got the vasectomy after their last kid because they didn't want any more. So you know that they've had sex, like, since then. It's like, you know, the, the vasectomy has been proven to be uh, successful. It's not like it just reverted back. So I would think she's cheating on me. Like, fucking whore. I would think that the percentages <laughs> would be like, the doctor says it's 99.9% .9 for the rest of your life. You always have that 0.1% to fail at any given time. I, I'm calling bullshit. It's just a liability thing. Whatever. The and fact that he says to her, it's 99.9%, yeah. .9%, like... So what are you so pissed off about, dude? You yourself in that statement are saying that there's a <laughs> tiny chance that something might go wrong. So if you were in his position, you wouldn't get pissed at all? I would be pissed, but like I wouldn't be like yelling at her and throwing out that statistic, you know? Like I would say like, well, that really sucks. Like we're going to have to see the doctor again, which is eventually what he does. And then the doctor reassures him, says, no, no, no your vasectomy is 100% effective. Like, you're not, you don't have any sperm in there. It's like, now he's super pissed. Like, my wife must be cheating on me. Right. But before, like, he just, I don't know. It was premature to, to make that jump, to be quite so angry. I don't know, man. <laughs> I would have been pissed. <laughs> uh, I think you're missing my point. But anyway, <laughs> Connie's baby gets a blood test, and it turns out Tom's not the father. So now, now he has the right to be pissed. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, Connie's uh, continuing to have her reoccurring rape nightmares and she starts to question if she's been raped in real life. She says, 
what if someone broke into my house and raped me? And then I was so traumatized that I blocked it out of my memory. Yeah, that's fucking dumb. I, I hated that that scene. That was stupid. Like, okay, like, it, you would have, like, like evidence lying around, like, you know, forcible entry and, like, other things that you couldn't deny. Like, you know, your husband finding out and, like, you couldn't just turn that part off. I mean, like, I understand that you can have, like, a psychological... Uh, breakdown and you know you you can't because it was so traumatic you can't remember i'm not saying that's bullshit what i'm saying is bullshit is like the the other stuff that would have been around constantly reminding you that this happened i don't know that that sentence alone is like the premise for 12 potential lifetime movies <laughs> in and of itself Anyway, Connie realizes that uh, she went to the dentist during the moment of conception. She does a little backwards math and figures that out. So she had this procedure done that required anesthesia. So she was completely knocked out for the surgery. Yeah. So she's thinking, maybe I got knocked up when I was knocked out. <laughs> like, you know, your title. <laughs> I could be working for lifetime, yo. So she goes to the dentist. And she doesn't outright accuse him of rape because, you know, he's a distinguished gentleman and he's got a job. And, right. You know, so she's like, maybe some lowlife receptionist or grimy janitor <laughs> snuck in there and banged me while I was asleep. And uh, which like I would still take that as an insult. Like, whoa, well, wait a minute. Like liability here. Just thinking like you can sue me if it's any one of my employees that raped you during this. So like. I have to be cautious that, uh, you know, as the doctor, I'd be like, no, nothing happened. What are you talking about? Even if I was innocent, you know, like I, I wouldn't want to admit off the bat uh, all all wrongdoing because then I got to pay, you know, a, a shit ton of money to this woman because she was raped under my watch as like the lead doctor, the owner of this business. Well, meanwhile, spoiler alert, the dentist totally raped her. <laughs> He's a pervy rapist who rapes all the hot women who come into his facility. Yeah. But uh, he tells her, you couldn't have possibly have been raped in my office. Like, trust me. Yeah. And his creepy catchphrase instantly proves that he's guilty. She's like, I, I know that voice. It's yeah. from my nightmares. Yeah. You're the Freddy Krueger of my nightmares. <laughs> So, uh, so Connie goes home and she tells Tom that she's been raped by the dentist. And because this is a Lifetime movie, Tom's completely insensitive. He's a total jerk. He doesn't believe it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. you're saying Lifetime movies are like insensitive to men? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the rapist dentist is one of the nicer characters in the Lifetime universe. <laughs> so... Tom immediately just accuses her straight up of infidelity and their marriage starts to fall apart. Okay, at this point, like infidelity would have been like, like red flag immediately. I would have been throwing that around because I'm, I'm a horrible guy, whatever. But um, at this moment, at, at this point in time, like I got to believe that she was raped, right? Like I, I, I can't see myself being a, a douche after this point this is when his character should have turned around well 
he's he like like I said, lifetime movie right off the bat. He's going to be a jerk. That way, she's got to fight this battle alone and be the victorious wim- woman in the yeah. end. But so there's no point, good men in the lifetime universe ever. <laughs> occasionally, one of the victims will have like a good father or something, but it's, it's like always a, a minor character. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, this guy Tom, like I said, accuses her of infidelity right off the bat, and. It's like not in the real world. I would say, okay, I will buy your story. It sounds a little far fetched, a little crazy, but like, let's go to the doctor and get a blood test on the baby and find out like what's going on. Um, and uh, shit, I I said that before. Yeah, well, wouldn't you like like before you make any accusations whatsoever? Wouldn't you like try to get like some uh, some DNA samples from uh, from the doctor? Or something like wouldn't you try to accumulate some sort of evidence before you go to the doctor and okay. say like, hey, you know, I think a grimy so and so, you know, raped me in uh, in your office. Yeah, that's where I was going. My notes are so shitty on this movie. Um, I think I was drinking at the time. So <laughs> kind of scratched up in a mess. But OK, so that's what it was. Tom is an insensitive jerk by yelling at her and saying he doesn't believe her story. So that's what I'm saying. Like in the real world. I would say, okay, your story is crazy, but let's get a blood test. Let's see if he is the father. And if he is, then that lends a lot of credibility to your crazy story. But meanwhile, like the dentist, like he beats him to the punch. He goes on the offensive. He's like, he hires an ex-cop turned rogue detective to spy on Connie. Oh, yeah. And uncovers all this dirt to like ruin her credibility. And the detective learns that Connie and Tom, just pure coincidence, had like this marital problems at the exact same time that she was raped. They were having these arguments and they split up for like three weeks. So the dentist comes out and says like, hey, yeah, we had an affair. It wasn't rape. It was it was like this dirty, seedy little affair. But she assured me that like she was getting a full divorce from her husband. And now she's trying to exploit me. Yeah. Which I have to say is is a a great move on the rapist part. Like that was pure genius. Yeah, that was pretty smart. Yeah. Not condoning rape here. I'm just saying like as a bad guy, that's pretty clever. I'm not condoning dentistry either. I haven't been to the dentist in a while. <laughs> Stay away from them all together. Uh, what, like doctors in general? Yes. <laughs> they always want to stick things inside you. So <laughs> That's actually true. <laughs> so the dentist just straight up says like, he doesn't deny that the kid is potentially his. And he even says like, I offered to pay child support. Like, he's making himself look like the world's greatest guy. And and he's like, I want custody. Like, you know, I didn't know that she was pregnant. Like, you know, this is important to me. Like, I'm I'm a stand-up citizen. I'm not a deadbeat dad. (laughs) I'm not some dirty, filthy janitor or something. (laughs) So, uh, Connie... Uh, goes to her lawyers, her team of lawyers, and uh, team that's... of lawyers. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Stop in the boat here. They're like public defenders at best. She's got like a woman cop who who works for the police department. That it, because she's a woman, they identify and like they're friends or whatever. They're helping each other out. She's not paying these assholes anything. They're like they're just doing their job. Like the city's paying their salary. So her quote unquote like team there is uh is pretty much like uh, a pro bono case 
Okay, but it's more than one person, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a team. Yeah, but they're cops. They're yeah, but whatever. Okay, fine. Continue. <laughs> so Connie goes to her crack team of lawyers, and uh, <laughs> and then that's when they learn about this grimy detective that the the dentist hired. Yeah, the best line of the whole movie, right here. I wish I would have wrote it down word for word because it's it's fantastic. But one of the lawyers says. This guy's an ex-cop turned gun for hire, half a step above a child molester. No, I'm saying he said below, half a step below a child molester, which... Well, like, either way, that's too close yeah. to proximity <laughs> to a child molester. <laughs> yeah, like, no matter which way you say it, that doesn't make any sense. So Connie's lawyer talks her into going public. Uh, they think that maybe... If they find other rape victims, like when they, they give their story to the press, uh, if they find other victims that just crawl out of the woodwork, then that'll give more credibility to her story, and then they can form some sort of class action suit right, against the right. dentist. So it'd be like a, a Bill Cosby, you know, like see how many of them come out of the woodworks. What is he up to right now? Like, is he hitting like 40 or something? <laughs> Potential I people. I haven't seen that story in the news and I can't even tell you how long. Yeah, it's it's like, oh, a new one steps forward. It's like no one cares. It's been going on for too long. And again, rape is bad. But I mean, like, like it, I'm not surprised if another one comes out tomorrow. Yeah, I would be because, again, like who's covering that story anymore? <laughs> Unless it's like some crazy story. Where it's like, he raped me in a vat of jello or something. Because you know, like, <laughs> he, was, uh, he was part of the jello commercial. <laughs> it has to be something real wild and crazy for that to even be newsworthy at this point. God damn it, dude. He's like, he's like putting his like uh, date rape drug in the jello. <laughs> that would have been easier to swallow. <laughs> There's always room for jello. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> so uh, Connie gets on her high horse and she says, I want to prevent this from happening to anyone else. That's why I want to go to the news. And that's certainly a part of her motivation. But like mainly she's just out for revenge. She wants to bring this dentist no, down. Not just revenge. Like I want to clear my name. Like I didn't. Well, have that comes hand with... in hand with the revenge. I guess. But... but when you say like revenge, it sounds like a little dirty. It's it's like no, this is an honorable thing. No, like... she wants to ruin the dentist's career, and you know, rightfully so. But she's all super self righteous about it. Like like all she cares about is like the selfless act of protecting other women. I don't actually believe in altruistic behavior. So like selfishness is is good i mean there is a virtue in that and so like clearing her name and tearing this doctor down is is an admirable thing no it is i i mean ultimately you side with her because are you gonna side with the dentist that'd be ridiculous but <laughs> what is this movie the warriors <laughs> but um you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like she, she comes across as like a superhero. Well, and... it's a little preachy, I think, is what you're trying to say. It's yeah. uh, it's it's spread on a little thick. Meanwhile, uh, all Connie's pleas to the press pay off. Uh, a woman named Tracy shows up and says she's a victim of the dirty dentist, too. Right. So the funny thing is, at this point, Connie and Tom have already split up. So Connie's living with her mother in some secluded cottage in the middle of nowhere. But uh, <laughs> Tom is at home. And then Tracy, this woman, shows up at Tom's house. 
and tells the story like, hey, I've been raped by this dentist. So Tom takes Tracy, a total stranger, straight to Connie, yeah. not knowing if her story is true or not. She could be a reporter. They've been hounded by reporters this entire time. Yeah, that was a little dumb. You kind of just exposed yourself. Like, what if I was the doctor and I wanted, like, my sleazy step below um, fucking child molester guy to go get, like, some girl to, to pretend that she was right by the doctor so she can inf infiltrate the uh, the... The cottage uh, compound. Yeah, exactly. So like, yeah, that was that was a little stupid. I would have I would have gotten Connie to her rather than her to Connie. Yeah, but it turns out this Tracy is, in fact, a second victim. It's all legit. Only her story is immediately discredited when that uh, dentist dirty cop friend finds out like does a little back uh, story like digs a Google little, search. Yeah, does, <laughs> does a Google search on Tracy and uh, finds out she's appeared in some adult films. So I guess like she has no credibility in court now because what porn stars have sex for money so they can't be raped. Yeah, Is that, that was the... bullshit. I was really offended by that. Like, OK, so because she's done like she's like, I'm an actress or whatever. And she's like, I, you know, someone told me that this was a way to get my name out there and, and actually become a star, you know, fucking, uh, what's that actor? I can't fucking stand, um, Stallone. Stallone he did it, you know? <laughs> so like the, um, the whole, the whole, like I was in a porn movie is like something that she's not very proud of, but it should have been like that at most, like, just, you know, yeah, a guy was doing stupid stuff when I was young that totally shouldn't just totally discredit her like from from being a victim like that was bullshit. Like, like, yeah, like you said, just because like I I'm a, a porn star or was like means what I can't get raped. Like, how offensive is that? Yeah. Meanwhile, though, Connie's devastated. She's like, well, we're back to square one. Yeah, so and you she, never see Tracy again. She, Oh, yeah, that's right. So you don't even they don't even attempt to take her story anymore. They wow. just kick her right to the curb. So Connie doesn't even like, you know, believe it herself. Like she she thinks that because, you know, she was a porn star, um, like she can't get raped. That's fucked up. And that's our hero. Yeah. So uh, Connie's lawyers concoct some crazy scheme where they decide to wire the dentist's office with cameras in order to catch him in a future rape attempt. Well, I do have to say that Tracy did get this for them because the only reason they were allowed to put those cameras in there was because more than one victim came out and said something. But again, so, Tracy, the character, flat out disappears. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. But that's what convinced the DA's office in allowing this short window of opportunity to record. So, Well, this is what like, I was going to say. They've, they've got an extremely restricted way in which they're allowed to record, right. which means they only have 10 days to record, and they can only record when undercover police officers are getting dental work. Right. So they're in this big rush to find a hot cop with bad teeth. Yep. Because they can't just pick anyone. Um, luckily, go to our local neighborhood. And I'm just joking. <laughs> oh, you know, a hot chick with no teeth. I was just thinking no teeth. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> luckily, though, they're able to find a sexy female cop who fits all the requirements. And they talk her into participating in this sting operation. Uh, it's highly unlikely that the dirty dentist will attack another woman while he's in the public spotlight. Yeah, under investigation. Yeah. So Connie and her lawyers bluff and say they're willing to settle everything out of court, drop all the charges, whatever. Right. She just wants this to end. 
So now the dentist thinks he's in the free and clear and he's like, as soon as he sees hot cop walk into his office, he's primed and ready to take part of some, like <laughs> celebratory rape. He's yeah, like, yeah. oh, baby, I'm back in the saddle. <laughs> he's like on a big high right now. Yeah. <laughs> so during the sting, Connie and her lawyers watch as hot cop gets fondled like her, he, the dentist kisses her forehead yes. and he fondles her boobs. The impending rape is interrupted by a nurse or something. I, I think she knocks on the door. Right. It's like, doctor, here's some utensils or something. Right. So for whatever reason, uh, that's the end. Like he doesn't, the, the dentist doesn't try to continue the rape. He doesn't lock the door and keep going. And um, the boob fondling and the kissing on videotape is apparently not enough. Yeah, I'm calling bullshit on that. Like he, he stra like straight out put his lips on her face like that's enough right and he's like trust me again yeah. like that's his favorite <laughs> thing and the main lawyer tells connie at the very best all we captured on film was unethical behavior are you fucking kidding me <laughs> So Connie and the lawyers need to send Hot Cop back into the lion's den, like this time after hours. So they wait for the dentist to close and then she shows up. She's like, hey, like something happened. My tooth is really sore. Can you give me a special look, like an emergency look? And he's thinking like, well, this is great because now the place is closed and no one's going to interrupt me. Right. I can put her under again and then like finish what I started. Yeah, exactly. Which it, you can't do legally, right? You don't you need like a um a licensed whatever drug person to uh to put you under in a situation like that, isn't that right? Well, this movie was in 96. So, I'm not sure if that was enacted. And I'm now I'm going to say it was. Now you have to. But it, for sure. But yeah. you have to have someone with you the whole time. Like he has to have like a nurse or whatever watching. But right, um, right. I and maybe in 96 even you did. But who knows if this was like based on a true story in from 1980 yeah. something. Yeah, true. OK, fine. Aren't all these based on a true story? <laughs> <laughs> even when they're not. <laughs> hey, they, I vaguely remember reading a paper where something like this kind of have based on a true story. Lifetime original. Like, <laughs> exactly. And that paper could have been like, um, what's that shit in the checkouts at the grocery store? Oh, the Inquirer. Yeah, with stuff. like the little yeah. bat boy on it and things. <laughs> Bigfoot spotted and woman raped in dentist's office. <laughs> anyway, so uh, this uh, hot cop goes back into the dentist's office after hours. And this time, like she gets her boobs fondled. She gets kissed on the forehead again. He caresses her leg. He puts his hand between her legs yes. on her skirt, like on top. He's not underneath, but still, still. like he's still touching Vag. And then he, he completely unbuttons her shirt. Yeah. And then <laughs> only when he starts to unzip his own pants. Do the lawyer say, okay, SWAT team, move in, move in, go. Yeah, bullshit. He had a, a fucking condom out and everything, but it wasn't until, like, he unbuttoned that first button and, like, didn't even get the zipper down all the way. Like, that's of when they pants. made the call yeah. of his own pants. Because yeah. he totally unbuttoned her whole shirt. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fucking terrible. So And, and the, the creepy-ass cop who you, we're having that debate over, you're calling him a lawyer, I'm saying he's a cop, but... um. The, the guy who's with Connie 
um, he's like, oh, yeah, like, we got to watch a little bit more. Like, I'm looking at it like he's got a problem. Like, he should be investigated because, like, that went way further than it needed to go. Yeah. So uh, end of the movie, the dentist is uh, is locked up. He's he's obviously like he's done for. Connie's now someone's raping him at night. No, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm saying I think there's a possibility maybe Hot Cop is now impregnated too. It got that far. <laughs> oh shit! It didn't get that far. It but... was so close. <laughs> but yeah, so Lifetime movie, huh? Why'd you want to start doing these again? Um, you know what? Like we got TV recently, and uh... <laughs> welcome to 1990. <laughs> And I forgot, like, how bad Lifetime movies were. And, like, granted, the new ones today, like, what would you say? Like, they're not near as good, right? Like, no. the the late 80s, the early 90s, it's like the prime area for Lifetime movies. Because they were just completely ridiculous. And they they had that stigma of being anti-man, but they weren't ashamed of that yet. Right. Modern day lifetime is ashamed of that. And they try to distance themselves from that. So they'll have like your token good guy character. Right. Exactly. And that ruins the fun. Well, because like we, we look for something that basically couldn't be aired today. Cause it's, it's funny that way. Um, but like, you're right. They, they like, they balance their movies out now and it's it's more fair and and honest and that sort of thing. So it's not as like polarizing or whatever, you know. So. Um, so, yeah, the 90s are definitely, definitely better. Um, so like that's uh, that just reminded me of like the indoctrination that uh, um, like our mom did with us when we were kids. Like we were forced to watch these these fucking Lifetime movies. and Because yeah, she got a divorce and then she hated our father. She and hated so, all men. <laughs> and then we had to be told that all men were pieces of shit. Yeah. And so we had to watch these movies and it was like propaganda. Yeah, it was. It really was. And if you want to like get a little taste of that yourselves um, – the audience we have an episode uh, uh with meredith baxter um playing in a movie called uh a woman scorned and uh and our mom admits to like considering murdering our father um on tape and uh i i believe that's like what a felony <laughs> like admitting that yeah um, we had a wonderful childhood so yeah. <laughs> if you do go back though and listen to that know that the audio is like kind of rough it's it's okay it's not the worst it's certainly listenable but um yeah i mean I well know. that was like almost two years ago a year yeah, and a half ago a long long time ago we kind of sound like that dentist trust me <laughs> dude i don't know i'm never gonna be that creepy but <laughs> Well, you know what I'm saying? Like, just the audio quality. I mean, if you go far back enough, um, like, fucking Neil Armstrong sounded better when he was on the moon than some of our first podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, especially the first, what, six? Yeah. So, um, this is a great movie. Uh, this for, like, a... It's sort of like an exploitation film. Just this be- is just stupid. Just if you because want to watch how dumb a, it is. Yeah. If you want to watch a dumb Lifetime movie, watch this. Exactly. It's it's prime stupid Lifetime goodness. <laughs> and then stay tuned for our next uh, episode. It may be Lifetime. It may be something else. So uh, it'll probably just going to be Lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, it's going to be stupid, though. Make sure to check us out on TortureVision.com or listen to us on iTunes. We can also be found at facebook.com slash torturevision, twitter.com slash torturevision, 
youtube.com slash user slash torturevision tv and instagram.com slash torturevision. Yeah,